Hello, and welcome back to Where I Am podcast, where we strive to create a safe space for honest mental health discussions and encourage women to embrace their unique journeys. We're your hosts, Erica. And this is Destiny. And thank you all for joining us again today. And Destiny, happy Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. (laughs) Is there actually a specific Galentine's Day or is that just you can say that on Valentine's also? You can just say on Valentine's. Like instead of if you don't have, if you're spending it with your friend, your girlfriends, then you just say Galentine's Day. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm excited. Speaking of that, I have a question for you. What <laughs> will you be mm-hmm. my Valentine? Yay! Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I don't have any prospects lined up, oh, I guess I'll take Lord. you. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I'm kidding. Sure. So sh- okay, when should I be good. receiving I'm my chocolates in the mail? It's not a sure. Like I said, all I have is a sure. <laughs> all right? I was hoping to have a little bit more razzle-dazzle on Valentine's, but I'll take it. I'll take what if, it. What if I send you some flowers? Uh, it's already Valentine's Day, so <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have the I'll, express line? Right. By the end of the day, you'll have some All right. I'll, I'll report back next week because I <laughs> she's just talking big for the podcast. Oh my goodness. I prefer a little chocolate, but flowers will do. I thought you said you're not going to be eating sweets. Okay, but I can hold on to them till I start <laughs> eating them again. <laughs> I'm trying to cut back on my dessert intake, trying to get my, you know, skin in order and things of that nature, but where would you even yeah. store them that you like wouldn't even be tempted? In the pantry, just hiding behind a few things. Where all the rest of the food is, where you go daily. Okay, but you know what? The Girl Scouts are out and about, and I'm about to get some of those cookies, and I'm going to hoard them until I start eating sweets again. You know, no one can resist Girl Scout cookies. You cannot just store it in a shelf. Yeah, I can't. I can't. People, People do store their cookies and eat them throughout the year. I think some people freeze them. You never heard yeah, that? Yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah, I've heard that, especially with Girl Scout cookies. That I have heard. Speaking of Girl Scout cookies, what is your favorite flavor? Ooh, I like the one with the coconut, the coconut with the chocolate, like drizzled on, on top of it. I don't even know what okay. it's called. Okay, okay. Does it have caramel, too? Yeah. Caramel Delights, I think? <gasps> I don't know. I could have made that up. I totally but forgot I like... about those, and now like, I'm wanting them now. <laughs> I like the classic Thin Mints. Those are delicious. Oh, yeah. And then the ones, I think they're called Tagalongs with the chocolate and the peanut butter. Mm. And then the ones that are covered in the powdered sugar. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I'm having a little bit too many favorites now. <laughs> I, used used favorite favorite I used to you be a Girl Scout. I used to be a Girl Scout, though. <laughs> for like two years, I think. I don't know. For a year or I two. Remember, yeah, I think I remember your little We went camping. We... I can't remember what else we did, but it was cool. Got some badges. Don't they teach you, like, survival skills, too? Or no? Oh, I think they do, but I don't recall. My memory. My memory oh, is Lord. not as good as it used to be. So when we the definitely world ends, don't go to your house. Don't hit me up, but <laughs> I remember we cooked some things outside, slept in some tents. That's you? all I did. And I sold cookies. Mm-hmm. I sold cookies outside of United. Mm-hmm. Good times. 
Did but you know, anyway. Like, did you know who to sell the cookies to? What do you mean? Like, when you saw, like, you know, when you see a person, you're like, oh, this is an easy target. Oh, no, I'm just out. I'm hitting up everybody. Like, Girl Scout Cookies, <laughs> you're supposed to be shouting it. Everybody wants Girl Scout Cookies, so there's, yeah. you know. Everyone's really an easy target. <laughs> yeah, everyone. But I'm excited because today we're talking about love languages, which is just a fun topic to get into on Valentine's Day. Yes, love it. Yeah, so it's great to learn about your love language because it can help you have deeper connections with the people around you. And then it just also helps you have a better understanding of how you like to receive love and then also how the people in your life want to be loved because that's important as well. Love languages don't only apply to romantic relationships. They can apply to your friendships, your family relationships, and your parenting styles, the way you parent each of your children. So we're going to explain a little bit more about the love languages and how you can discover what your language is and maybe your partner's language. And it can really help you to become more empathetic to the needs of the people around you and the people in your life. So there are five love languages to start off. Words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. So I'm sure some of you have definitely heard of this, but it's good to be able to have a little refresher to be able to have a little conversation starter tonight at dinner as you're going out for Valentine's Day or even staying in. And some of you who've never heard of it, now you can go talk to your significant other and figure out what your what your love language may be. So we actually took a quiz, and I've taken it years ago, but I took it again for this uh, for the show and realized that my love language is actually quality time. Second, my my secondary language is acts of service. Erica, what was wow. your love language? Yeah, mine is acts of service. That was my love language. Nice. Yeah. So we're going to take some time to break down each specific language and talk a little bit more about what that means. Yeah, so words of affirmation. You love when you receive text messages from your significant other stating, um, like, I love you text messages or compliments. Uh, You also love receiving love letters And just encouraging words from your partner. You just feel more loved and more connected with your partner when they uh, send you affirmations. Yeah, and we realize that not everybody wants to take a quiz. So you may take the quiz to figure out what your language is, but your partner may not want to. So clues on figuring out if words of affirmation is their love language. Are they always, is your partner looking for validation often? Do they want approval or compliments? They might ask you, does this outfit look okay today? Did you like the food that I cooked? And so that may be a hint that words of affirmation is their love language. Things that you could say, just easy things that don't cost you any money and only take up a little bit of time is, you did a great job today with the kids or the meals that you make are so amazing, they taste delicious, or you look great today. Sometimes we don't realize that it can be just the small things that you do or say to really make someone feel better and light them up. So why not, why not do that and incorporate that into your friendship or relationship? Yeah, I think when you started texting me words of affirmation, I've noticed you're, you're doing words of affirmation with me. That's something I'm not used to, but I am definitely enjoying it when you do text me that. So I'm yeah. definitely trying to do that with future friends. So. More with you, of course. <laughs> you know who does that? Because I've been realizing that 
I've been giving love in the way of affirmations lately, and I didn't even see the connection. My mom is big on words of affirmation via text, especially. She texts Mm -hmm. people every morning. She sends them memes and good morning texts and things like keep going. She just feels like that's really a good way to be able to help people start their day. So I think that's rubbing off on me. I don't send them in the morning or anything, but I just think that we're all going through things. And sometimes I like to send a little bit of encouragement. How are you doing? How is, you know, whatever going on in your life? Yep, I agree. Yeah. Yep. And quality time. So you enjoy one-on-one time with your partner. You like having their undivided attention, meaning... You, um, or you guys are making eye contact. He's not, or your significant other is not making, looking at his phone or looking at the television or distracted by anything else. And, um, you just like when your partner schedules time with you. So like watching a Netflix series or even taking you out for a nice dinner. You like when you're able to have meaningful conversations and meaningful interactions with your significant other. Yes, and as I mentioned, quality time is my primary love language. I don't need to have all all the fancy gifts or a lot of words of affirmation. I was with somebody one time who he told me nice things all the time about myself, and it was very sweet, but I just really want a good, deep conversation that I can get into. That's that's what really makes me happy. So there are clues for you to figure out if this is your partner's love language. They might invite you over to do an activity or ask you to come watch a movie with them or to take a walk with them. At the end of the day, if your partner always says, let's go take a walk or will you walk the dog with me and you're thinking, I just got off of work, I'm tired, I don't really feel like doing that. But you notice that they consistently ask you, you may stop and think, okay, well, this is their love language. And so I need to respond to that in a positive way. And if it, even if it's not every night... Maybe once or twice a week, I'm going to agree to go walk the dog for 20 minutes because they want to just tell me about their day, really let me know what's going on with them, and that makes them feel closer to me and connected. So you could say something like, let's do, let's do this together, let's do that together, let's go for a walk, let's go to the movies, or do you want to come with me when I'm going to do something that I already have planned to do? They may want to ride in the car with you as you go run your errands. It's good to have a an errand buddy. That can that can be fun as yeah. well. So it doesn't have to be a big a big to do. And I definitely have dated someone in the past who the simplest of things, we would go to dinner and they would be checking their phone throughout the whole dinner or they would oh, be checking no. their Facebook account throughout dinner. Um, and it really aggravated me cuz I'm thinking you can't put it down for 1 hour and just give me your undivided right. attention. It was just so frustrating so just take a minute to consider if you're if you may be doing some of those things in your relationship even if you think it's harmless it could really be affecting the person that you're with right even with friendships um now that i frequently visit you more and more often (laughs) um we definitely have a routine of on sunday that we just kind of sit down and Uh, unwind and watch a good Netflix show or a new movie that we haven't watched or oldie. So we definitely share that together. I know that for sure. Yeah, we'll just have moments. Usually on the weekends that she comes, that she plans to come visit. On a Friday, we'll go hang out, have a drink. On Saturday, we'll do things throughout the day. And then Sunday, that's our decompression day where we just relax And we may not, we have a lot of moments where we're not even talking when we're together because we've known each other for so long. (laughs) And, And that's still good quality time because you're hanging out with another person. So it's still fulfilling that need of, 
I'm getting to spend time with you and we don't have to be talking every single second. <laughs> right, and sometimes you don't like my movie choices, like uh, anything, or was that anything everywhere all at once? You did not okay, like that. Yeah, okay, we have different tastes. <laughs> the stuff that she likes is very out there, and I'm more of a give me a old school rom-com, give me a... Uh, a sitcom. I just like very straightforward. I want to watch Friends, <laughs> a Big Bang Theory, a little bit right. of that. And she's giving me things that are taking my mind to different places that I can't handle. <laughs> I like not knowing what's going to happen next. But yes, um, I agree. And I love knowing what's going to happen <laughs> next. And I also am not a fan of sci fi. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, sorry. that was. A lot of things going on on that movie. I, can I couldn't agree handle with that. it. I fell asleep at the end. No offense, I'm sure the actors are amazing. I know they won a bunch of awards for that movie. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but it's just not my cup of tea. So, <laughs> well, maybe this next one is. Let's see. So, physical touch. You enjoy cuddling, holding hands with your partner. You don't like long distance relationship because you need to have that physical affection. So, like for instance, when you come home from work, you love receiving hugs from your partner. So that that's physical touch. Physical touch. Let me think. I'm trying to think of anybody in my life who that's their love language. I believe when I was asking my mother, she said that physical touch is... Yeah, she, she's always trying to give me hugs and stuff. So I guess that would be her <laughs> love language. But one of our good friends, physical touch is not her love language. And we've also been friends with her for years. And so anytime I try to hug her, she just looks at me like, please stop. But I can't stop, won't stop. You know who you are, okay? <laughs> yeah, but, she'll definitely know who she is. I know. But obviously, if we were in a serious relationship, then you need to consider their feelings. But just for fun, right. you know, I got to give her a big hug every every <laughs> now and then. So the clues that your partner might have this love, love language is that they're always trying to be close to you. They want to hold your hand when they're sad or upset. They need to be touched or held. And things you could say to them are, you know, come sit next to me, or do you need a hug? Or I love when you're this close. I love being close to you. So those are just small things. It doesn't take a lot. Small things that you can do to make them feel loved. Absolutely. And acts of service. So uh, you appreciate when your partner helps you responsibilities of your day-to-day life, like helping with chores, such as making dinner, running errands for you, like grocery shopping, or even making a bubble bath for you because they know that that would help you relax at night. That's definitely my, like I said earlier, this is definitely my love language. I just love being able to uh, do something nice that I know will ease their day to day pressure. Or like I know if they had a long week, I love doing like anything regarding like facials or uh, massages and. Even making dinner, that's definitely my my love language for sure. Yeah, and as I mentioned, acts of service is my secondary love language. And if anybody can take something off of my plate so that I don't have to do it, it's just amazing. I don't care what it yeah. is. I don't care. You want to go to the grocery store. You want to pick up the, <laughs> I don't know, whatever is on our list that needs to be done. That It just makes me feel like that person cares because they're doing something that I now do not have to do. <laughs> right. That's not and on my to-do list. <laughs> exactly. And again, one of our friends was talking about how acts of service is her love language, but her husband's is physical touch. So he's always trying to touch to show his love. And she's just thinking, please just clean the dishes in the sink, bring me a cup of coffee. I do not need to be touched. So right. 
Right. So it's interesting how you can be with someone who has different love languages than yourself and you kind of have to navigate that and make sure that you're balancing it out. Right. So there are a couple of clues that can let you into that can allow you to know if this is your partner's love language. So they might always be asking you for help with various things or talking about the fact that they need a break or they're feeling burnt out. So if you think that this is your partner, you could say, is there anything you need help with right now? Just as simple as that. Or how can I lighten your load? Or let me do that for you. Those key phrases can allow you to get closer to the person that you're with because you're showing them that you really care by learning what it is that is stressing them out and taking that off of their plate. And again, another very easy thing. It doesn't have to cost any money or take a lot of time to do. It could just be something as simple as going to pick up something from the dry cleaners. And now they're happy because that's one thing they have checked off their to-do list. Right. Absolutely. So the last one is receiving gifts. So you prefer, you're someone that prefers gifts above anything else because you treasure the time and the effort it took for them to put the gift together. Um, so it could be a simple gift, such as a card or bouquet of flowers, because it's not really like the, how much it costs. It just, you care about the thought behind the gift. Do you know anyone that, any relationship that comes to mind with that, with receiving gifts? Yes, I dated someone who, <laughs> their love language was receiving gifts. And so that was okay. That's not how I give love, but I had to learn how to give love in that way. (laughs) Yeah. And the difficult thing was that that's how they wanted to show me love. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I don't really care as much about the gifts, so that made it difficult. I want to spend time with you, and I want you to be present and paying attention, but you want to give me gifts. So that was really a conflict, and we argued over that quite a bit because we had so many moments where... Yeah, they were giving me nice things on my birthday and nice things on Christmas and whatever holidays. But there's 365 days in a year that I would like to have that good quality time. Not only those big anniversaries or moments or things like that. So that was something that was really difficult for us. And we did not overcome it. (laughs) But but yeah, so that, that was an example of a situation like that. Your partner's love language might be receiving gifts if they always reminisce about a gift that they received that meant so much to them. Or if they say things like, oh, I just love when you go and get me candy or flowers or when you show that you care about me by buying me the specific thing. So they're going to kind of give you little tidbits that they like receiving gifts. And so if you get them a small gift, and it doesn't have to be something, again, that's huge, you could say, this made me think of you. Or I remember that you said that you loved XYZ so much, so I decided to pick it up for you. Or I know that this is your favorite meal. That can go a long way when a person is able to sit there and think, oh, they're paying attention. They're paying attention to the things that I say. They care about making me happy. They stopped off on maybe their long commute home to buy me those flowers, and then they presented them to me when they got home. All those things can keep the love going in your life. On Valentine's Day, for sure, every woman loves receiving at least flowers on Valentine's Day. So at least receiving gift is a lot of women's love language, at least on this day. Right. And like I said earlier, in depth, I would prefer something to eat over flowers, but you know, yes. whatever, whatever. Well, alongside, <laughs> yes, alongside flowers. If you have to pick, though, uh, I'll take that little candy, that little heart-shaped candy box over the flowers, you know? Yeah, that's true. I would I prefer both. But. <laughs> You're like, don't pick. Don't pick. You don't have to pick. 
<laughs> We're speaking to the imaginary men that are knocking down right. our door. Neither of us have <laughs> a man right now, so I thought this is hilarious. <laughs> but just something to take into the future. I right. did when in previous relationships look at my love language versus the person that I was with, their love language, and try to adapt. And it can be difficult. Like I said, the gift-giving thing. I'm not big on buying gifts because I'm kind of trying to declutter things in my life. And I would like to have less things. But if it makes that person happy, you can figure out a way to give them something that that they're going to like. And maybe doesn't provide clutter. Maybe it's you're always gifting them food or something that they're yeah. able to consume. So you're able to, you have to figure it out. Just be a little bit creative. Yeah, I did see that there are conflicting views online. Uh, some say that love languages can never be changed. And then I did see some uh, some people saying that it can change along with age or response to trauma or a certain time of your life. And for me, that definitely happened. My love language changed. When I was little, I was quality time. Or like when I was in my young 20s, it was definitely quality time. In my last relationship, his language was acts of service. And that was the first relationship where I really encountered and was receptive to that. And so now I I realized how, how meaningful acts of service really is to me. So that's why my love language changed to acts of service. Because I know how much it made me feel. So that's how I give love. Yeah, and I think it makes sense that your love language could change over time because you're not the same person that you were at 19 versus 25 versus 30. We're always changing. We're always evolving and growing. You may not value certain things in the same way that you did when you're younger versus when you get a little bit older. So that definitely makes sense. And depending on who you date and the different qualities that they bring out in you, it could change the way you see love and the way you want to receive it. So that's totally understandable. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And as I mentioned before, love languages don't only apply to romantic relationships. I think parenting is another great aspect that you can apply love languages to. The website is called 5lovelanguages.com. So you can take the quiz for yourself, but then you can also give the quiz to one of your children. They would need to be between ages of 9 and 12 for a child's quiz, and then there's a teenager version as well. And if they're under eight, then it's kind of harder to assess them versus a quiz because they're so small. But it's a good opportunity for you to be able to see how do they like to receive love. So my niece lives with me. She is 12, and she took the quiz. And she likes to receive love via words of affirmation and then also gifts. So it was really interesting to be able to have that tidbit and be able to learn her a little bit more I understand the gifts part because all kids, whenever you take them to the store, they want you to put something in the basket. They want you to buy them something. So that made, that was right on point. The affirmations, she's a typical preteen where she kind of always has a little bit of an attitude and acts like she doesn't want to be bothered with us. So I did not know that she even cared if we said something really nice to her, gave her affirmations. I felt like that would be more of an annoyance for her. So that's good to know to sprinkle some of those into the day. And that secretly, deep down, it's making her happy, even if she has that right. <laughs> pissed off look on her face. Right. <laughs> so that's she really good to in her face, but inside. <laughs> deep down inside, she's like, thank you. Thank you so much. 
And I think this is great to apply to, especially if you have multiple children, because all of your children are going to be different, and they may have different love languages. So you came from a house of four kids. Do you feel like your parents were really good at, even if they didn't call it love languages, were they good at assessing each of your needs and being able to love you in the way that you wanted to receive love? Yeah, I'm the youngest of four, and my love language was uh, quality time. And no, we all of us are very much different. Me and my older sister are four years apart, and we are completely opposite. Uh, we're completely off- opposite as far as personalities. We may have some similarities, but as far as receiving love, mine was quality, and hers was definitely physical touch. So we definitely had different language, different love languages, and. Me and my mom have conversations now that she realizes that every child is different and they do need to receive love differently. So, yeah, I definitely wish that this quiz kind of existed back then. So that way that kind of could have helped my mom back then. But I'm glad that exists now. I wonder how old the quiz is. Maybe, yeah. it, probably not when we were little. You could no, have obviously taken not. it online. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure whenever they first started discussing love languages it's very interesting you Mm -hmm. should look that up (laughs) also if you're a person who maybe you don't even want to apply any of this to your your spouse your parenting style you can still apply it to self-love for instance if your love language is words of affirmation you can give yourself affirmations. You can write notes to yourself on your mirror or say affirmations to yourself. I have a particular app on my phone that I'm able to generate affirmations and have them come up. I think it comes up, I don't know, every few hours. Just something to get me excited about the day and to make me feel more positive. And so that really makes me feel good. That's something that I'm able to do. If your love language is physical touch, that's really that you want a sensory need satisfied. So you could have a warm bubble bath with your diffuser on and your essential oils and everything going. You could go get yourself a massage. And you could do these things on your own to, in order to satisfy that physical touch. If your love language is receiving gifts, you can buy your own gifts. I know you may think it's not as fun, but still, <laughs> you can pick out something for yourself. Some people have tight budgets where they don't always allow themselves to splurge. But you may say, okay, once a week, if you go to the grocery store, they have flowers there that are under $10. You can say, once a week, I'm going to put different type of flowers as a centerpiece to my dining table. And that's just going to be something that I do for me. Or I'm going to go pick up a a new book from the half-price bookstore or go get a new plant. And that's something small that you can do for yourself. Or larger gifts are great, too, if you you got to like that. (laughs) Acts of service. You could take yourself to dinner. Again, do something nice that's maybe not buying yourself a gift, but go and do something for yourself. Or you could be of service to others. There's been times where or definitely I enjoy giving back to other people, so being able to see the look on their face when you do something nice for them, that could be a way to satisfy that need for acts of service. And then lastly, quality time. You don't have to wait for someone to want to spend quality time with you. You can call up someone in your life that you haven't seen a lot. Maybe you don't always get time to go see a grandparent. Make time to go over there and see them, spend time with them, ask them questions about their past and their life that you would be surprised that you don't even have information on yet. Or a friend that you always have conflicting schedules. Maybe try to really nail down a time that you can spend with them. So those are ways that all on your own that you can be utilizing your particular love language and not having to wait for someone to come to you and satisfy that need. I think that's really important to take that into consideration as well. 
Yeah. Have you tried, like, taking yourself out to dinner? I have been out to eat by myself, but not a full-on dinner. I have been to the movies by myself because I wanted to see a movie and I didn't really want to ask anybody. And so that's something I've done where I will have moments where I'm like, I'm going to go do something nice. I think I I deserve a new outfit or I deserve whatever it is in that moment that I feel like I want. So I've had moments, moments like that for sure. Yeah, yeah, like I, took, I said, affirmations. Yeah, yeah, I've took my. I went to the movies by myself as well, and no one else was in there, and I loved that. I didn't realize <laughs> how much I could love being in a big room with a big screen. I love that by but, yourself, <laughs> by by myself, laughing as loud as I wanted to, okay. <laughs> <laughs> throwing popcorn, dancing. Right, oh, wait, you're getting a little too comfortable I'm... in there. <laughs> No, there were people in the movie I saw. I think I maybe have only gone once or twice. Mm. But there's something liberating about being right. able to go do something by yourself that normally you might do with other people. There are people that go to the movies by themselves all the time. But for oh, me, yeah. I wasn't used to it. So, yeah, taking care of yourself yes. is important as well. And we're actually going to have a shorter episode today because it's Valentine's. You're probably getting ready and dolled up to go on your dates or ready to stay in, whatever that is. Go with your but friends. But we wanted to, exactly, your Galentine's yes. celebrations. We will be celebrating virtually since we don't live close to each other. I'll hit her up with a glass of wine on FaceTime or something. <laughs> But yeah, we wanted to end this episode with some fun questions. Erica found this game called Let's Get Deep After Dark. What is it? The After Dark Expansion Pack? Mm-hmm. Yes, After Dark. Girl. So they're a little spicy. So if you're any if you're my family member, please log off. <laughs> Same uh, for mine. I've already gotten Same for mine. <laughs> <laughs> log off and uh, just let me know that you listen to this episode. Right. Until this Fast point. forward. <laughs> no, the questions aren't they're not they're not that bad. But grandma, please log off. Okay. <laughs> Granny, this is all her idea. I'm innocent. (laughs) No, no, no. The first one's light. Okay, number one. What's an immediate red flag for you? Ooh, an immediate red flag for me would be... I think if he doesn't have any relationship with God. That's my immediate red flag. Mm, Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. What about for you? That's, 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 that is a good one. That's yeah. um, really good. Okay, so second to that, an immediate red flag is if you have narcissistic tendencies. Oh, yes. Because. That's a good one, too. I can't, uh, if I see any gaslighting, if I see, <laughs> like, you're the type of person to get mad at small things and then not want to talk for long periods of time, I can't do it. Right. And those things can kind of come out quickly. You would think a person is not going to show show the negative side of themselves so fast. But I, I think that people will show you who they are pretty early on. Sometimes we just don't want to see it. Right. So if I see any of exactly. that going on, I got to go. Right. got to exit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next yeah. one. How important is personality in the bedroom? See, I don't even fully understand what that question means. Like, are you talking about, is he telling jokes in the bedroom? Like, what is he doing? No, I think if, like... <laughs> Say if he's a little bit, I guess, like funny or goofy, maybe he'll do like a little dance for you or <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I, what don't, need, I don't need you to be dancing around <laughs> like a clown, you know, like. What if you give me a little lap dance? <laughs> uh, I don't, 
I don't necess- I don't need all that. I don't need yeah. you to have so much personality. Ha- bring that personality to dinner. You know, bring that personality when we're out and about with the friends and yeah. you have good conversation. Like I don't I don't need too much going on. You're like, let's Keep get it down to business. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel? Do you need like a whole show and production? They gotta change no, outfits. I mean, <laughs> I think that the bedroom can be fun and just it depends on who you're with and I just I think it's a different it's different, you know, with with every person. Okay, so do you mean like role playing? No, not necessarily role playing, but it could be part of role play too. Hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. I suppose. I I guess for a special occasion. <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while, you can show us. Every <laughs> once every six months, you can bring out a new character. But for the most part, All right. I like consistency. <laughs> <laughs> I like to know what I'm getting. I don't want to have a new person popping up every right. time. You're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wait. Husband. We've been together for five years. <laughs> I'm like, take that wig off. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, no. So I would say I don't need too much personality. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, see, see, these, this question is not that spicy. Yeah. Have you ever ghosted someone? <sighs> Yes, I definitely have. How many people? Because that size said it all. That size said you ghosted an army of people. Listen, I was in my 20s, okay? We Girl. Plenty of mistakes. I don't think it was 20s. I think it was 30s. <laughs> okay, maybe one person since my 30s, but definitely my 20s, I was definitely the person that ghosted some some people. Not everyone, but some people. So. But what's your reason for ghosting? What makes you feel like they don't even deserve uh, a message? I think for me, it's just like, I don't want to... I've expressed that I hate being vulnerable, so I just... And conflict. Her last episode. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to have conflict. I don't want to deal with him. So I just block him. And so it's just like it's too awkward for me to have the conversation. But it was also kind of a self, what's it called a self defense thing too. Like I didn't want to be too close to that person. So mm. mm-hmm, definitely. Did you ever see them again? Um. No. I haven't had that run in. So hopefully I'm knocking on wood that <laughs> until, <laughs> until tonight when you're going to the store and right. you <laughs> When I look my worst. When you go to the gym. <laughs> like, hey, Erica, do you remember me Ooh. from your 20s? <laughs> and I probably still wouldn't remember. I was like, uh, can you remind me? Uh, <laughs> who are you again? <laughs> Did you ghost them because they didn't have enough personality in the bedroom? or <laughs> No. It definitely wasn't that. I don't know. I can't. Okay. Yeah. What about for you? So I had never really ghosted anybody up until maybe a year ago because I'm. I just always would feel bad that I'm just never gonna speak to you again. I would let you know. Yeah. What the issue was, and at least via via text or phone call or whatever. Yeah. But I first I started online dating, which I'm not doing right now, but I did some last year. And so dating and talking to different people, I only went on one date with this guy, but I was talking to another guy at the same time, and I decided that I liked the other guy better. And I was going to send him a text, because we were, you know, talking every day. But, and I was like, eh. 
like you said, you don't really want to have to deal with it. And I still feel bad because that's not really within my character not to at least <laughs> let somebody know. <laughs> but I felt bad because he bought like a ticket for me to go to his cousin's birthday. I don't oh, know. Man. To do something. Uh, yeah. He said that they were Okay, I think you money. are worse than because nobody invited that I ghosted bought me a ticket to go anywhere. <laughs> I think they were having a mobile hibachi thing or something like that. And he said, oh, I got you a ticket if you wanted to go. And I was already feeling like this is too much. We only went yeah. on one date. I can't be meeting cousins and people <laughs> like that. And I should have just I should have just communicated and said, yeah. hey, I'm going to set a boundary and I don't want to meet anybody. But instead, I just didn't talk to him again. And then he sent me a message. And and when he sent me the message, it annoyed me because he's like, you're just going to throw me away like that. I'm like, oh, <gasps> oh sorry. I know, I know, man. I know. I hope okay. you never listen to None of the people it. that I ghosted ever sent me. <laughs> it seemed it was, it was a little bit too intense for one day. And so I don't know if I dodged a bullet, but he did seem like a nice guy. now. And because it didn't work out with the other guy, and I realized I was... I was repeating a pattern that he was a topic that I didn't need to be dating. Then it made me think, ah, I should have I should have yeah. communicated with that the first guy. Like you're thinking about, like, sense. maybe that relationship had potential. It could have had potential, but I didn't know. I didn't yeah. Know. You live and you learn. Right. So the answer is only that one time. And I, it still keeps me up at night. So I won't <laughs> And me, I'm like, so many people I ghosted. And I'm like, I don't care. And I don't know their names. (laughs) And I don't want to know them. (laughs) Granted, none of them had said stuff like that to me. So I know when. Okay, you're doing the most. You're doing the most, sir. (laughs) Like, don't you get the hit? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Okay. All right, last question. How long do you think foreplay should last before sex? Ooh. See, this question is also... In- I, I'm overanalyzing, but I feel like if I have to give you a certain amount of minutes... Right. It can't be like a... Se- you can't say, like, this is how much foreplay I want. Yeah, you don't want to tell your <laughs> your significant other, I need five and a half minutes of foreplay every night. Right. No. I can just see that on a, what's it called, those male podcasts where they talk about relationships. <laughs> and they're like, this woman had the audacity to tell the me. The audacity. <laughs> I think she... at least, uh, I'm trying to really think how long. I say like at least 15. Is that too yeah, much? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 15, like the <laughs> okay, least. Okay, I thought you were going to say that's too much. No, okay, the least I think 15, 15 is good. Yeah. Because I have been with, listen. You have to do a little something to get the engines right. going. You can't just hop in there and expect right. expect miracles action. to happen. That's all I'm going to say. You know? Yeah. So one minute, two minute, it's not enough. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, no. the least. 15 minutes. I stick by that. What's the most? <laughs> like, what's the longest? What's the longest? Yes. Uh, I mean, not too long because then it's just like, damn, all right, I got places to be. (laughs) It's like, uh, I gotta work tomorrow. (laughs) I gotta work in the morning. I got. (laughs) 
<laughs> to go run some errands. Like, right. come on. I'm going to go to a, mo- I got a movie date with myself tomorrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> a movie date with myself and a massage. Speed it up, sir. I'm going to say between 15 and like 25. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I'll probably say like, yeah, 15 to maybe 45, depending. Like, maybe you want to. 45? Play... Yeah, because like. Hell no. <laughs> I think that's like if you want to play some games, like games like this, like this game. (laughs) You bring out your party pack of questions. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of games are you talking about? Dice game. Have you ever seen those dice games where it's like, no, like licks this part or like no, no, Mm -mm. no. No. Well, I think, like, if you play a game like that, do I play that every time? No. But. Okay, yeah, yeah. It depends on, is it just a regular Tuesday? Then I'm going to need, like, 10 minutes. Right, right, right. Is it my birthday? (laughs) 30 minutes. Right. It matters the occasion. Yeah. Because I don't just have all the time in the world these days. True, true, true. Cut back to 21. All you're doing is going to school, got your part-time job or whatever, you know. Yeah. But now, mm-mm. Right. I don't have all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you got to schedule it. <laughs> I'm not saying I have to schedule <laughs> I know you like to make appointments. <laughs> you got a whole calendar. Hey, don't be sharing too much. Don't make it too spicy <laughs> now, don't they? <laughs> okay, okay, so we agreed on... 15 to, you said 45, nothing after 25 for me. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Or 30. Mm-hmm. At least we agree yeah, on the 15. You know, <laughs> send me the link to that game or whatever. I'll, I'll look into it. I'll be yeah. a judge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was fun. That was a nice way to, to end the show. So thanks again for listening to our episode. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on our socials at Where I Am Podcast. And if you want us to discuss a specific topic, you can also email us at whereiampodcast at gmail.com. And if you love what you heard, don't forget to share and leave a review. See you next week.